when there's no more room in hell, the dead will listen to Bloodfest the podcast. Hello and welcome to Bloodfest the podcast. I'm your host Nate. Y'all know me, know what I do for a living. I'm joined tonight, as always, by my good friend Casey. Casey, how the hell's it going? Good, man. I'm excited to talk to Harley and Sean tonight, so uh, let's, let's do it. Outstanding. And I'm joined, as always, by my friend Josh, but something's a little different tonight. Instead of being 150 miles away, he's right here making me very nervous. He keeps yeah. kissing my <laughs> neck. I don't know why. Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I drove all the way here to be here. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and always the guy that stays off screen because if you saw his face you'd go mad with desire there's our director joey joey talk loud i'm doing wonderful i'm happy to have sean on with us and happy to have harley back on for a second time with us we greatly appreciate it yeah, and as he gave away, for anyone who wasn't looking at the screen, our special guests tonight are the amazing Sean Whalen, who you know from things like Twister, The People Under the Stairs, honestly, about, what, 120 others? Um, you just can't list them. And he's going to talk to us tonight about a couple of upcoming movies, one of them, Beneath Us All, and the other, the one that he's actually writing and directing himself, Crust. So how are you? tonight sean uh i'm doing i'm doing well i uh was just talking before the show of how uh exciting making movies are you just have to be uh i think the main thing i'm learning is that there's no room for reacting to things Mm -hmm. emotionally you just Mm -hmm. have to take a breath and respond correctly (laughs) it's literally testing i i started getting into stoicism this last year Kind oh, of yeah. stuff like that and the whole premise of stoicism is not like mr spock no mm-hmm. emotion it's mm-hmm. literally just there's so many things that are out of your control the only response is yours and you know like 30 percent of people stink yeah so just, you're, you know you're gonna run into annoying people yeah you know you're gonna run into problems and i have this quote on the wall that says there's no normal except change disruption loss and uncertainty that is life prepare for it and train for it I like that. Yep. Who's that? Who's that from? Do you know? It's on, it was on uh, Daily Stoic. I really like okay. DailyStoic.com. It's great. You can just get emails every day, and you just see these little things, and you're like, okay. But it, man, for movie making, good lord, it's huge. That's uh, yeah. That sounds like yeah. great advice. Honestly, for it's, everything, for everything. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like I know people think, oh, well, now you're saying negatives, and they're you know like the manifestation thing, because I really believe in that too, positive mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. stuff out there. But it's not. It's preparing for not not reacting emotionally. No. And when I have on this project so far, it's never gone well. So I really learned quickly. <laughs> this is not the way to do it. You got to be cool and calm and try to get through it as much as you can. Outstanding. Well, joining us also tonight is a returning guest. In fact, I think the favorite guest we've ever had on. Welcome back, Harley Wallen. How are you doing tonight, Harley? Thank you. I am uh, great. I, I don't even know how to react to somebody saying that stuff. I'm not good with compliments. I, we can talk about Sean all day. I'll be good with that. <laughs> Honestly, we we all after after talking to you, we were like, well, I, we think that's our favorite guest. That's uh, that's the guy yeah. we just had the most fun talking to. So it yeah. is great to have you back, and thank you for thank doing you. it. Thank to you. To jump in on on Sean's yeah. thing, if if you think about the microcosmos of life and you squeeze that into a production schedule. And then you think about anybody getting sick, anybody having a problem, anybody being emotional, all those things happen at the time when nothing can go wrong. And and things will, and you will have to adapt. And that's that's filmmaking, and it, it it is incredibly awesome and the most stressful experience at the same time. And I can't explain it any other way. Yeah. So, okay, so, and this is this is something I think Sean will find interesting when I ask Harley. So, is it the hardest for your first film, or do they get harder? Oh, yeah, I understand now when people say that 
like you're just going to get new worries yeah. and the bigger the budget the the bigger the worries so you're never free from it because yeah. you're always trying to outdid what you did last time mm -hmm. or outdo what you did last time with that amount of money or or you know so yeah so it's it's always going to be one thing that's nice is that you will eventually have a core group around you that you can lean on because they will do their part and that that's the one thing that i think helps a lot so that i know if we break it's not in this small circle mm -hmm. of people that are generally pretty awesome yeah okay okay so and i i think we talked about this before um so you tend to like cast wise you'll cast a lot of the same people over and over did uh did uh is crew like that too i mean do you work with the the same ad the same dp the same gaffers the same what what have you is that do you feel like you you build a crew that you trust and then you just keep taking them onto the next to some degree that's the case uh we did make a change the last time around because we were making a completely different film with a completely different message and style and i think we made a made an adjustment for that uh and and i think for me i have the same ad always mm -hmm. uh, and and for some reason without joe victor i people used to always be like what's going to happen when you lose whatever the dp at the time was and i was always like i'll survive losing my dp mm -hmm. I, I don't know surviving without my AD. Yeah. Because my AD is a uh, is the champ. Mm. Like he's amazing, right, Sean? Hundred percent. Joe is amazing. Great guy. And that's like that's the you you need those key people. But uh, I, I am pretty. Uh, I usually use somebody for an extended period of time. Mm. Usually until I can't afford them anymore. Oh. Okay. Uh, that, that's kind of my circle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, so because they start getting hired by bigger productions, and so yes. their their ass goes up. Okay, okay, that makes yeah. sense. So we brought you guys here tonight, and we wanted you both here because we want to talk about an upcoming project you you are both uh, have made together. It's yeah. called Beneath Us All, and it's a vampire movie, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Sean, what what do you play? What's your character in this? I I have already heard that it's a pretty pretty big performance it's a, a pretty interesting character so um he's a he's a foster father um that um is not doing it for the benefit of the children whatsoever he's doing it as a stopgap in his gambling problem and it's literally like a band-aid on a bullet hole he just has these foster kids to help generate some income um he knows that his uh they didn't have kids and so his wife gets to have a little bit of that going on but he knows you know just it's coming the one good hand is coming and then he wouldn't yeah. have to deal with crap anymore mm -hmm. you know so so he's he resents the fact that he's in this position to have these kids mm -hmm. in his house because it's uh not that's not the way he wanted to roll. He was going to hit it big as a gambler. They were going to head out and have a great life. And he's kind of stuck. And so, um, and he's a classic male character, meaning the old school thing where you don't talk about feelings. You don't, you just bottle it all up, drink your beers. And then, you know, when the, the right trigger comes up from the kids or some, you know, he'll lash out at them. And he, he's not a role model in the slightest. So, no, a dark character. So is yeah. he is is he a villain or is he just a flawed character in your oh, life? Oh, good question. That's <laughs> the question that we all ask. That, okay. that that people kind of tumble over their heads at the end of the movie, which is okay. that's why. That yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, let me let me jump in yeah, on that. Yeah. Um, so we we literally haven't seen this with a real audience. Mm -hmm until a, a film festival just recently in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, I, I sat with audiences for Ash and Bone for a mm. year, and it was generally a loud, rowdy mm. audience because mm. they loved every, yeah. you know, it was so, uh, so such a big audience. And we're sitting in this theater, and it's like literally you can hear a pin drop. And it's like, oh, it's pretty quiet in here. <laughs> and then we ended up with a second screening, and we had a bigger crowd mm. in. And it was still the same thing. It was pretty damn quiet. 
and uh, the next day I stayed, and it was after Sean and Jan had left, but people would come up to me and I'd say, so what did you think? And they were like, dude, that's a heavy subject matter. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. know. And, and, and that's the thing. It is, uh, it is uh, just like Ash and Bone is a family drama mm -hmm. with crazy, murderous, yeah. cannibal hillbillies. Yeah. This is a family drama with a psycho vampire on the tails. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Basically, the vampire, I mean, the cracks are already there, but the vampire... Yes exposes those cracks even yeah, and more. accelerates them okay oh. okay that that's fascinating so harley did you did you write this one no okay same writer as ash and bone okay Brett miller wrote it no. uh so i used to write a lot of my own yeah. stuff until i realized that i am much better at, at at so to speak writing through a writer okay so me and brett communicate incredibly well so I will kind of tell him what I want. Uh, and then we work on refining a story. We work on digging out a couple of characters that are really clearly defined. And then we build around it. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's kind of how we do these stories. Uh, and we always want to start somewhere really real and anchored. So when we look at the, you know, Ash and Bone, it's mm -hmm. that whole family dilemma. And how many times does that happen in our country where, the husband wife break apart or mm -hmm. someone dies or something and a new step parent and the, you have all that family dynamics and then you look at the the I, and i just saw numbers on this uh but in michigan right now where i'm at we have eight thousand foster cares in need of homes mm. so this is happening everywhere yeah. so that's the thing that i like because it's fascinating in and of by itself mm -hmm. And now you had a Viking vampire from a thousand years ago <laughs> deciding to show up on your doorstep. Um, I like that because it, it just accelerates everything. Um, all those cracks that Sean was talking about, uh, it just very glaringly. Well, I mean, also, you know, the last couple of movies that I've done with Harley, they've it's kind of been an exposition on, on flawed systems. Mm -hmm. And it also shows well, they're not the greatest parents in the world and no, they're not doing it for the right reasons, but would we rather have them in the foster system or have them in this home? Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. the system is trying to weigh out those decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's also kind of explored too. And, and, you know, yeah, you know, usually, usually it's that big bottle of wine that opens up all the cracks, but <laughs> I, you know, like, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> Dead on. Yeah. I, I was gonna say bottle of wine, vampires. Either way, it's drinking. So <laughs> it's, it's the same it Looks like blood either way. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we have a release date yet? No, but we just heard it murmurs about a summer release. So oh, nice. I think okay. we're really yeah. close. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I also just found out yesterday that they're changing the art. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was really interesting because I was tempted to change the artwork, mm -hmm. and then we went to the to the convention, and a lot of people loved mm -hmm. the art because they say it's so. And 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 then uh, our our guy with the uh, distribution says it's great as a poster, but when you're watching a thumbnail uh, on a phone yeah. or a tablet or anything, he's like, y then you have no idea what this is. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting how that's that's changed i i don't even think about that changes changes poster art the the way streaming yeah. has affected stuff yeah i didn't even think about that uh something that's built for a 24 inch tall poster or 20, yeah. yeah um would be completely different in a thumbnail that's interesting yeah so and that's how most people find movies now they're scanning yeah right? yeah yeah and you i know a friend who did a movie about superheroes and he wanted to call it versus and he had this like dark thing but then they changed the title and changed the, the poster and said all superheroes must die and they mm -hmm. changed it and everything changed for that movie like all of a sudden it was a better it was just easier to market 100%. yeah so are we looking at uh theatrical release again those these are things we unfortunately don't know yet okay okay uh, okay so, i'm just so hoping we, for a theatrical so yeah we we uh well, we have a theatrical option like we had with Ash and Bone, mm -hmm. 
but if if it doesn't quite make sense then then yeah. because the cost is pretty pretty yeah. hefty with it so uh, so that's kind of the dilemma we are still kicking around doing uh, a limited even if even if they don't with the distributor mm -hmm. because this i think this film is the kind of film that would be really enjoyed in a movie theater because mm -hmm. it feels like that kind of movie it has a uh, a saga or epicness or whatever uh, about it that I really feel is tangible when you see it on a big screen. Okay. Okay. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. And I, I hope it gets a theatrical. Um, uh, you know, what we really hope for is later that it gets a physical release on Blu-ray. So yes that's what yeah we're so we are all collectors of films on physical Me media too. yeah we spend all of our money vinegar syndrome <laughs> severin scream factory they take all of our money casey actually don't you have like a second job just for the blu-rays <laughs> no i do have a few blu-rays though i think i'm somewhere around like 1300 or so yeah and, just a few yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we always hope to see the uh the physical release on yeah. everything yeah so so was this film a lot of fun to make yeah. it was hard it was fun but it was hard because mm -hmm. it was almost all overnights uh -huh. and 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 uh, uh and uh we wanted to really light this like a creature m movie so mm -hmm. the the cinematography and the lighting is is really spectacular mm -hmm. for an indie film uh and we paid for it in hours we yeah. really did so that that's the one thing that I will say is that we had a hard time sticking to a 12, 12 hour day, mm. uh, which was the one negative piece, but uh, it was a lot of fun to, to make otherwise. Okay. Okay. Outstanding. So Sean, you've worked with Harley twice now. Is that? Yes. Right? Yeah. This was the first time we met at a premiere a long time ago. Turn this yeah. off. We met at a premiere a long time ago um, through our mutual friend, Jan Birch. And, mm. Then we, uh, I forget what it was. I said, hey, let's go out for dinner. And we sat yeah. and we just talked and we were like, we're like brothers from another Yeah, month. It's like yeah. same kind of past history mm -hmm. personally. Then we had the same kind of passion about Love acting. for movies. Yeah. And it's yeah. like movie love. Like, and we just sat there all night and go, man, this is yeah. kind of symbiotic. And then, so when it was time to work together, on this one and he offered me the role uh, you know look in independent movies you know tv shows and mm -hmm. studio movies it's like a big train that you just yeah. have to jump home and mm -hmm. stuff but why i'm really enjoying independent movies is you can we spent time building this guy from the ground up and he knew i was working with uh if you guys are fans of the tv show oz yes um, uh, yeah so you remember uh, jk simmons uh -huh. oh yeah uh, yeah jk yeah. simmons and his right hand guy ropeson mm -hmm. the guy with bald head is yeah. his partner yeah that ended up doing the drug that's one of my good friends his name okay is okay and when he found out i was getting it i said you're the one who's don't these bad characters and stuff and he you know the obvious thing that you go into a there's no no one thinks they're a bad character no yeah. one thinks they're a bad yeah. yeah you know thanos thought he was helping the universe mm -hmm. by getting rid of half yeah he mm -hmm. doesn't think he's a bad character but that wasn't the simplest thing he just said you know you have to bottle it up you know you have to you have to just bring it all down and any emotion that you feel it just can't come out so you yep. just have to sit there and stew and so you grab a beer so you smack the kids when they're not being good. You know, you have to just internalize. And he hammered me and it was great. But then I'd, you know, go back to Harley and I'd say, I want to do this or this or this, or can I do this? And it was very, we talked for probably yeah. three weeks. Before the oh, that's the, any director that's about this for the love of the art, uh, that's exactly what we want. Yeah. Somebody taking ownership of their character and really defining them. Because when you watch a movie, What's going to grab you is the character that's clearly defined, not the I am a detective guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, that will never work. Yeah. It, yeah. it has to be a full human being that is and work the way they do for a reason. Yeah. And we want to dig that all the way down to the root. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. I love how Sean works like that because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm used to a lot of people, they, they kind of dress their character and, they, and then they look at themselves and go, okay, I can do this. And it's like some outside thing they wear, uh, where I sometimes can use that as a crutch too. Uh, but I love that 
building the internal parts of why they are the way they are. Um, because that way there's very little directing to do when you get on set because right. you are now a person mm. that's fully and clearly defined. Okay. Yeah. So Sean, would you say you're a method actor? I mean, method in the sense that, I mean, all acting at this point is pretty much method. There's no yeah, such yeah. thing as non-method Okay. because, you know, Stanislavski in the turn of the 19th century, then the people in New York, in the 30s were very interested in what he was doing they all went over there they came back they started this realistic type of theater um and then they all became our greatest teachers of brando and pacino and stuff it was you know lee strasberg and udo hagen and and meisner stanford meisner and you know all these people so literally there's no not method unless you're doing like wacky nickelodeon disney stuff anybody's doing any real role it's it's we don't do the presentational acting yeah. that you see in the 30s and 40s and harley and i've talked about this before when you watch yeah. streetcar named desire you see marlon brandis who just came from broadway yeah. doing was getting phone calls from the police from the audience members yeah. calling the police saying a thug has wandered onto the <laughs> they've That's never awesome. seen anything like it yeah. he's he's, yeah. off his shirt. he's chewing while he's talking he's being mm -hmm. real and if you watch Streetcar Named Desire, you see the, the beginning of this new mm -hmm. acting style chopping away. And the mm -hmm. only other person who's with him in that kind of acting style, who was also the most relaxed, is Carl Malden, mm -hmm. who was in the same. And you could see those two guys starting to yeah. bring this whole kind of acting to the fore. So um, in that sense, it's, you know, you, it, it's just different ways to do it. Uda Hagen's more build it from the outside. Mm -hmm. She's not more the inside but she's saying outside in and then mm -hmm. describe mm -hmm. i work more internally mm -hmm. and then build on the outside or kind of simultaneously mm -hmm. we were on my look the same way we would talk about you know um why i am the way i am what makes me angry if i have questions on the script you know and and harley's also willing to know that you know you never really understand your character 100 percent to give it an actor because the actor's got to live it 100 percent and they say would I really do this here? And, and Harley was open to always go, you know what, that's a good point. Let's just switch this or yeah. But But I think he knows that, you know, because Dustin Hoffman was difficult. Well, yeah. Dustin Hoffman wouldn't do anything false. Yeah. He just doesn't want to yeah. do false things. Yeah. So yeah. that's difficult in, in, a, in a train that doesn't really yeah. want quality of a full character. Yeah. He was yeah. completely open to it yeah. and was open to the ideas. Because I think when you do that kind of work, you as long as the director knows that you're doing it to make the movie better mm -hmm. not to how do i steal this scene you know mm -hmm. and i don't think i've ever gone into it going how do i steal yeah. this scene i always are doing it to deepen and root a character to yeah. fulfill my obligation of the story being mm -hmm. told That's yeah that's honestly, that's fascinating because that's i i was just going to i was asking a a very simplistic question which was what kind of actor <laughs> basically i was asking what kind of actor do you think think of yourself as and you mm -hmm. just completely schooled us on the history of method <laughs> acting and that's awesome that's awesome yeah. thank you so much for doing that no problem that's yeah great. And you did mention uh nickelodeon uh my daughter lexi pointed out that you played a ghost in Witches of Waverly Place. Is that right? Yeah, that was Disney Channel, but yeah. I, oh, um, Disney Channel, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, I played, so there was a big Halloween episode, and it was me and, and two big guests for me and Danny Robot, who has become a friend ever since then. Um, and we were the big guest stars on their big Halloween episode because obviously they're wizards and yeah. things like that. So I got to play a really comical ghost. So it was really fun. So yeah, do you, she, do you, yeah, she loved that. I was going to say, do you enjoy doing th those kinds of things that are obviously less serious than most of your work? Is that fun? Is that fun? Cause you kind of, I, I think I love it all. Like I, you know, it was a friend of mine, Scott Gimple, who ended up being this show. We all worked at Disney writing together and Scott Gimple ended up being the um, showrunner for years of walking dead. Um, and I remember him just going, man, you've got, you've got the best, gig because you can do it all you can do it all there's nothing you can't do you can do the disney channel shows you can do the serious shows you can do the comedy you can do mm -hmm. now the only thing i really haven't done is like a hardcore western yeah you know? yeah 
that that's the only thing I kind of haven't done. But in terms of big budget, low budget, you know, um, movies with, uh, you know, little kid, goofy movie, all of them. Yeah. So yeah. I think I like doing it all. It's all a fun challenge. Yeah. So my quick question is, so Harley, when are you going to plan a Western for Sean the Star <laughs> in? <laughs> You know what? Uh, there is temptation, and I have been asked by distributors. It is a fairly hot genre right mm -hmm. now. Uh, the only thing is they usually want action Western, and it's like if I was yeah. going to do a Western, I would want to mess with people and make it a, a horror movie. Yeah, a horror yeah. Western. Like, why awesome. not? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. Love that. So if we can shift gears for a second here, Sean, um, you have a pretty big project in the works. Can you can you tell us a little bit about uh, how people can get involved with Crust? Yeah, there was it was a it was a little idea I threw away in some pitch meeting like twelve years ago. Yeah. They were saying horror is so expensive, and I thought yeah. it doesn't have to be. Just yeah. like doing in a doing in a laundromat where like a guy collects socks and then. It, the pile of socks turns into a sock monster. Like, yeah. do that. That's cheap. You can shoot it. And I never thought about it again until after a divorce in uh, 2015. I went through a pretty serious depression. I came out the other end, and I had all this kind of anger and frustration. And and these people said, uh, "Oh, you should add a pet." And I was like, "I couldn't even get out of bed or you know, my shoes. What am I going to do with a pet?" Um, and then I did this little independent movie uh, called uh, Ugly Sweater Party, a really fun John Waters-ish horror comedy from these guys, um, Aaron Mento and Charles Sudavala. And I went to their house and they shot me out in a day. And I'm throughout the entire movie. They shot me on a green screen for the afternoon. I did my initial scene in the morning. And I go, man, you can do this stuff. Yeah. Like, you can actually make stuff. And so I went home and the, the, the I called my friend Jim who's not even a writer but he's so he's so nitpicky and critical <laughs> for details that I thought this is the perfect guy to write a sockbuster thing because everything else has to make sense yeah. and I uh, wrote it and it flew out of me and you know Harley actually yeah. saw one of the earlier versions years ago he wanted to you know take it on and direct it but I thought ah, I gotta hold on to it myself in terms of directing and holding it um, but he enjoyed the script and saw yeah. the merits in it. And then I, uh, you know, just a lot of people saying, oh, we want it on the shelves of Walmart. Mm -hmm. You'd have to do this, you'd have to do mm -hmm. that. You have to change this, change that. And I finally just gave up and thought, you know, I'm not making this for Walmart. I'm not making, you know, like I just saw John Wick last night and I thought, you know, this is made for an international audience. Mm -hmm. you know, the way they structured it, the mm -hmm. way they had international action stars and the way they spoke mm -hmm. to and clearly and mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. for they the check yeah. every box they yeah. check every box 100 like yeah. it's so, like avatar same yeah. thing but but to me i was like this is not who this is for mm -hmm. i know i'm gonna get hate on this movie um because people just won't get it they won't mm -hmm. get it but it's not for them it's for the people who loved people under the stairs mm -hmm. it's people right now who are digging on ash and bone mm -hmm. you know it's the mm -hmm. people right now who um uh like I loved Sleepaway Camp. I oh, saw yeah. Sleepaway Camp like thirty <laughs> times. You know, awesome. now Felissa and I are friends. Yeah. So um, it's for those people who come home on a Friday night with their friends and they they had an adult gummy or an adult beverage. <laughs> a few of their friends are sitting around. They click and go, "What the hell is that?" As they see a sock monster on a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they watch that and then they go tell their friends, and it's worth yeah. now. Because, you know, at this point, Rocky Horror Picture Show has been playing in this theater in Santa Monica, California for probably 45 years, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm looking for, you know, something fun. People who have appreciated my comedy, my horror, and this is a, a amalgamation of both. I don't know what I did wrong, but I wrote a horror comedy. Comedy is my favorite genre, and I put myself straight man everyone else is funny around <laughs> it was the other night i was laying in bed and i go oh, i'm finally doing a comment and i go no i'm the straight guy <laughs> that's awesome no. No. Uh, but but it's uh it's uh on indiegogo.com we did finish our official run but they put us into a category called trending mm -hmm. and i guess trending means that you can still contribute Okay. So it is motion picture history. It's the first time I've had a lead and directed. It's the first time Felissa Rose and I have ever, we're just two normal people. Mm -hmm. We're not crazy horror people. 
Um, with Rebecca Kennedy, who's a very has done very creepy stuff in the, the Witches, mm-hmm. Two Witches, and we're love interests. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that Alan Ruck and I have ever acted together since '96. Twister. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. It's fun, and you can go to Indiegogo.com mm-hmm. and then look up Crust, and you can there's fun perks on there, and we'll so put our. About it and the, and the and the fan i just met with the fan club today who they're starting a fan club and that's awesome movies that's, that's awesome so we will we'll put the indiegogo link in our show notes and on our website obviously um and for anybody out there go look at it there are there are amazing perks you can get you can get a credit in the movie so yeah. think about scraping up some money and see if you can get yourself credited in what's going yeah, to be an awesome bucks. movie yeah yeah so that's, that's, so, that's a nice olive garden almost at mcdonald's at this point (laughs) so i think not far off i think our director has a question joey actually uh sean actually had mentioned it that this is going to be the first time since twister getting to work with alan ruck again so yeah how how, you you guys were just absolutely incredible in twister that was one of my favorite movies and you and him just worked so well how excited are you to be working with Alan again after all these Well, years? it was great because it's one of those things that, you know, I say, hey, would you like to be part of my directorial debut? And he goes, sure. This is last summer, you know. And then he's like, oh, I got to go and shoot, you know, I'm shooting Succession, blah, 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 blah. So like, let's get together for holidays. They all get, you know, sick. He's got kids and they get sick from school. So that was crazy. Then he's off to do shoot the rest of it. And so I asked him sometime over the Christmas break, are you still on tour? He goes, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And then when he got home, I said, hey, man, can I call you? And he'd been home from uh, home for a, like a week since he got back. And I just said, I said, are you into it? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll call my people. Just tell them I'll do it. I know you want to put an article on deadline. <laughs> and I go, hold on. Please <laughs> tell your people that you're doing it, at least. Because I've had that before where you put some in deadline. My agents are like, uh, what? <laughs> we and Harley had that. Yeah. Because we were all excited and they did it, but but it was fine. It totally worked out fine. But I said tell, and then uh, I just checked in with him the other day and I said, hey, have you finished? He goes, eh, not yet. But uh, he hasn't even finished. <laughs> <laughs> he's so down to do it. He always he already read his character. He always sent me amazing notes on the way he wants to look and dress. It's so I'm so excited. But I mean, I'm so he's just a great guy and he's just a huge talent we did a table read like five years ago and he was playing this you know southern um like small town mayor that was really corrupt or whatever and it was a table read we didn't even know what we were doing and his he's just so he's got great instincts so it's gonna be a blast i think i think people are gonna love it that's outstanding that's outstanding so josh i know you had some questions you wanted to ask yeah (laughs) <laughs> and then I forgot him. <laughs> Harley knows I don't prepare for these, and I just cannot figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, then. Casey, it's your turn. Yeah, Harley, I was just uh, looking through your credits and the stuff you've, yeah. you've got upcoming and in the works, and, and uh, you've got a lot going on, it seems like. So, like, how the heck do you juggle all that? And do you have any free time? <laughs> you know, you know, the sad thing is, to be completely honest with you, everything in my life is scheduled. If you cold call me, ninety-five percent chance of getting voicemail. That that's the that's the, the the sad reality. And what I had to do was like reserve, especially like family time and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to block that in as a as a do not disturb time because of how much is always going on. Uh, so no, not a lot. And, and, uh, I don't know if you, because you're saying that you didn't see that there's a sequel coming, did you? Uh, no, I did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I there's a, an Ashen Bones sequel being yep. made this nice. June. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I've known that was coming and I am pretty damn excited. Honestly, yeah, I, I have no idea where it's going to go. No idea. Yeah, the ending of the first one was so good. I have yeah. no idea what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, this is, is must see the minute it's available. So, very yeah, thank excited. You. Yeah, I'm really giddy. I, I told, I told Brett, I said we have to, we're gonna be one of those rare ones that make a sequel better than the original. That is uh, definitely what we're aiming for. And uh, 
I just got what will be the working script now up until we go. So, uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to nailing this thing down. But yeah, it's incredible. And uh, and Sean, you, you're gonna have so much fun. <laughs> well, it's uh, I, I, had, I had fun with the first movie. It was a little bittersweet because we were always yeah. I was almost one of the leads in there, but uh, uh, things did not work out um, the way they were supposed to at that time. So, uh, but it was really fun to go see it. And now I get to be part of that world. And, uh, you know, Harley and I will probably be working together yeah. for years to come. We just yeah. be very open to the way I work. And uh, he knows I'm always trying to do my best for the movie. So, yeah, no, for sure. No, I think uh, we have some people under the stairs thing happening because with you and me and and and, and jan and then uh i don't know why it's like brandon i think you're gonna be uh you're stealing him too aren't you yeah yeah I got in the, uh, the, they're doing a fun little it takes place in a laundromat and then at the very end of the movie i'm gonna have wendell Josepher from twister and she'll be doing laundry and a nice. quick little funny bit, and then Jan and Brandon will be doing something because that's you know the people under the stairs. Folks. Yeah, I love that. So that's in the credits. I'm gonna have fun people in the credits. That's so. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So speaking of that, um, so people under the stairs, which was like a real breakout performance for you. Um, I think I think everybody knows it. Um, so you got to work with the these sadly departed now Wes Wes Craven, and yeah. he and I. I have to ask. We we are mostly a horror show, and you worked yeah. with one of the absolute top masters. What was yeah. it like? What was it like working with with Wes? He's just a hundred percent wanted. You know, the the things with these, and I think every horror person knows this: Rob Zombie, Harley, Wes. They all want the same thing. The situation is absurdly horrific, mm -hmm. uh, especially people under the stairs. What an awful oh god experience, yeah. you know. Uh, but he wants the acting to be real and grounded and actually, you know, respond like a real human should. And he was so great. Like if I had to do emotional preparation, I had a death scene in a, in a furnace. And, and I remember having to get ready for that. You know, <laughs> Roach is very heroic, mm -hmm. but to be honest, you know, he knows he's dying and he doesn't really want to die. Yeah. So I prepared for that, but then tried to play like nothing was wrong. But I had to prepare for that. And I just remember makeup people or whatever would come over and, and say, uh, um, they, oh, is he okay? And, and Wes would know, and he'd go, no, he's working. It's like someone going over to a sound going, go, what are you adjusting that, <laughs> that mic? <laughs> and, and that's what was also great, you know, working with, people that that know that and actors like harley always knew that the, the ad would always go camera sound sean are you ready and i'd go hold on you know and i would wait and then i go all right let's go do you know what i mean like it, it, you need you need people who understand that everybody needs to prep you know yep. yeah. a lot of people don't understand acting they just think that you know that you walk on there and spit out your lines yeah. so, you push a button uh, yeah but he was also just like I always say people, what was he like? And I go, you know, the barbecue and there's a couple of uncles and a big uncle sitting there turning over the burgers going, who's ready for the next one? That's not Wes. He's in the hammock reading a cool book. Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. <laughs> you know? but he's quiet and mellow and sweet and nurturing. And you look at him and just go, how does this crazy crap come out of your head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, a few a few of the people I have known who have made totally horrific things, but they're just kind people, and I I always wonder how the hell did you come? I I, I have a friend, Mark Savage, and he is an awesome guy he is he's an indie filmmaker from australia yep. and he made one of his early movies is called defenseless and it has one of the most brutal scenes it's a it's a rape scene and it is one of the wow. most brutal scenes i have ever seen and there's no way i can reconcile in my head that he thought of that because he's just this sweet kind nice man it's yeah it's, it's very interesting 
Yeah, what they say on those murder shows, it's always the quiet ones. It's always the quiet ones. <laughs> yeah. They're, always, yeah. they're, they're so nice. And yeah, yeah. Quiet. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just I remembered that Casey's nice. to things, though. <laughs> I think the reason some of us aren't crazy is because we have that right. to go to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, Casey, I know you had other questions you wanted to ask. Yeah, uh, Sean, what, what uh, of all the roles that you've played, what would you say would be the closest one? Like, have you played a role that's as, like really close to your actual personality in real life? What, I mean, what role I would you say that would be? Um, I think ones that were, uh, gosh, I don't, it's, it's hard. That everyone has a piece of you. It should, you know. Um, like I wouldn't be an evil foster dad or whatever that would smack my, you know, my teenage yeah. daughter's asses off. Yeah. I can understand why he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who who hasn't all, wanted to hit a kid? Honestly, yeah, all parents all parents yeah. think that, but they don't say that. Yeah. But 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 I think that um, you know, someone asked me like, which is the one you'd rather like live in their skin? You know, I I'd like to feel like I'm a roach in that way only because he was having fun with life but also trying to make things better mm -hmm. for the yeah. little you know uh, alice and mm -hmm. also go after and make just really kind of go after mm -hmm. and, and make the parents life miserable he was smart enough to leave he could yeah. obviously he could have left yeah. 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 he stuck around mm -hmm. to help her and i feel like i like to mentor and help people a lot mm -hmm. now i don't spend a lot of time you know, going after my enemies the way Roach. <laughs> in terms of that, I would like to think I did the I do the right thing as much as I can. You know, um, to be, to make things right. I think it's more. That's what I appreciated about him is because he always wanted to make things right, and I didn't understand that till years later that he was a very quiet, subtle hero that never knew he was a hero. Yeah, he didn't know he was a hero. And all that in 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 eleven minutes of screen time. Yeah. Is that's, it? That's, is wait? Wow. You're only on screen for eleven minutes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. you you are such a massive part of that film. You feel like kind of the center yeah. of the film, and yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, he's a red herring, you know. At the beginning, you think yeah. he's a scary, yeah, creepy person trying yeah. to get, him. and you know, yeah. you find out that he's not, yeah. and they swing it so far in the other mm -hmm. direction, super kind, mm -hmm. and it turns out to be like a martyr. Yeah. You know, yeah. in in all those eleven minutes, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I think I think, you know, uh, I don't know. Every every part has an axis. But I, if I if I was you know feeling like you're a good guy, I would say Roach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's other days. But, you know, no, I'm not good enough to be Roach right now. But, yeah. We all. Have. Yeah, yeah. I just actually watched a, a film uh, you did with uh, Jose Prendes. So I know him as Master Chaos, the Headless Horseman. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I actually I've seen it twice. Uh, that was but, six uh, days of shooting. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. But uh, how did you guys cross paths? Uh, I, I watch him on YouTube all the time. I know him as Master Chaos because you know he's a film collector, so he talks a lot about Vinegar Syndrome and Severn and stuff. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He, I enjoy. Uh, he and I met years ago on Brothers. I was in the movie Brothers with him. Uh, okay. Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I did his movie like ten years ago with him. And we've always kept in touch. And then when he had this going, you know, that part, he kind of wrote it like a young, like a, a guy, like a sidekick, like, mm -hmm. hey, man, what's going on, boss? What's going on? And I called right. him, dude, I, I, <laughs> this is a great part for me back in 95. <laughs> yeah. Old ass man. That does, <laughs> I'm not going to go. Hey, boss. <laughs> but, but like Harley, I said, look, if, if that's what you want, I'm not your guy. But if, if you want to hear like mm. an older guy that is mm. kind of stuck in a rut of being the sidekick of this guy, maybe he doesn't want to be. I think that's more interesting. And then Asylum came in and said, we don't want a goofy comedic sidekick. And I thought, okay, so I got to play, you know, something that was a little more in my age range yeah. but he still was open to the way i you know made my look and everything like that but yeah he's a great guy too you know yeah he is yep yeah so casey's um, actually been on a uh, on a youtube show with him 
No, yeah, cool. yeah, it was. Uh, he does this bottom of the barrel thing with some other people, and uh, so they they watch movies and discuss them. So yeah, I was on there uh, one time because I, I comment on his lives all the time, and he's like, "Hey, you, you want to <laughs> hop on and and uh, chat with us?" So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then um, yeah, let's see. Did I have any other questions for Harley? Um, yeah, uh, Harley. You know, you've got uh, the Painted Creek Productions that that you and your wife put together. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just wondering, like, what advice would you have for any anybody trying to start out their own film production company? Uh, well, a c- couple couple of things that I would say right out of the gate. First things first. Resist the urge to name your company after yourself. Uh, And the reason for that is because you're not the only person with a name. And if somebody else has a scandal and they happen to have a name like yours, like, I don't know if anybody watches, but when you see Weinstein pictures on the screen, Mm -hmm. you just go, yeah, yeah. So avoid doing that because there are probably good. Weinstein, yeah, maybe they're not, but 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 I'm assuming they're all right, and they now have to sit there and see that name mm-hmm. stained. Where if they were, you know, Joe Schmo films, yeah. uh, it, it wouldn't hit them the same yeah. way. So I think that's something that I think most people don't think about. Yeah. Uh, and do a short, do a short first, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely do a short first, and I think. You should do shorts till you kind of figure out what you want to do and find a couple of key people because that's that's create that community first so that you because things are going to happen and you're going to lose people. Uh, And if you have, like I said, originally that small circle that you can lean on, you will figure the rest out. So those short films build that. So absolutely, definitely the way the way to do it. And, uh, and the other thing is, I would say you have to do it because you love it. Uh, because this is not like, I, I left the corporate world uh, to, to do this. And uh, I made way more money and had a much more cushy schedule. Um, so it makes no logical sense what I'm doing. Uh, but when you're looking at the at what I get out of it in my soul, uh, it's it's a thousand times worse, worth, worth it every time. So if you do it for the right reasons, I think you will have success and you will be happy. Uh, but if you do it because you're hoping for, whether it's fame or money, all those things are so not in your control. So will you be happy making this film even if nobody likes it? If you say yes, then make the film. Um, well, and, and, you know, Aaron Sorkin said, and, and look, they say this for everything. Mm-hmm. It's uh, for stand-up comics. Every stand-up comic I've heard said, you need to bomb for five years. Mm-hmm. You need to just keep getting up there and bomb. But Aaron Sorkin said at least three to four plays that you write, produce, and put up, and they will be crap. Mm-hmm. And you will learn everything in terms of all the different aspects. And he yeah. goes, you just have to keep doing it, and you yeah. can't get discouraged. And so... It, and the only thing I can say to, to piggyback and not to like take over the question, but you can't, there's no one who says, get on that bike and join that marathon from San Francisco to LA. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one, you have to fall off. You yeah. have to learn. You yeah. have to learn things as you go. Yeah. But that's why you, if you're interested in it, start now. Get your iPhone, yeah. grab some friends and try to make something and then see what happens and then build yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. You got YouTube, TikTok, all these different places to, I mean, to create. Mm, and oh, yeah. When we were coming up, when we were coming up in this business, to make a, a just a 10-minute short, 40 grand just to start. Okay. Pieces of yeah. mm-hmm. Just yeah. for And nothing else. And just, so it's, it's, it's an opportunity to be able to create what you want. And there's literally no excuse. Yeah. yeah. On yeah. your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the... Films have been theatrically released that were shot on iPhones. Uh, Soderbergh did one. There's a great movie called Tangerine that was shot on like two iPhones. What? Hardcore Henry. Yeah, Hardcore Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there really is. You're right. There's no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No. And but do it for the right reasons because when when this hits you and pummels you over, like 
I remember we made our very first feature moving parts and we went from being this cute story that was kind of finally made our first film and then the film was good enough to get haters uh, and, and they go on and they trash you and they call you names and they're awful to you uh, and if you don't love it with everything in your soul it's going to kill you yeah so so that's that's why i say it's really important do to do it for the right reasons because you're going to get kicked um, oh and you just got to be ready for it the, so the, for my haters the internet yeah. has made it has made it completely completely horrible I mean, every movie that comes out, I see Twitter threads of people just talking about, I hate it, oh, and the yeah. filmmakers should be murdered. It's like, it's oh, yeah. a film, dude. Yeah. If you Yeah, go, go to Letterboxd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like horror films, too, have like, I don't know, it's like the haters are worse for horror films. Yeah. But the like, they're also the, the greatest is, lovers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They're also the greatest That's lovers. True. Yeah. So you got to give them that, too, because uh, they show up. Like, when we went to... Uh, to uh, that whole, what was it called in uh, Mad North Monster Carolina? Party. Mad, Mad Monster Fest. Dude, that was incredible. And the amount of people and the love and, and the love for the movies, the, the fans are also incredible. Mm -hmm. It's it's yeah. it's, 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 the Bay, it's the Babe Ruth, right? You're yeah. gonna strike out the most, but when you, you're gonna get more yeah. home runs, you're yeah. not gonna get base hits when you, yes, you're gonna get your haters, but the home runs are gonna be, mm -hmm. these people are, so loyal they they just want to be a you know be part of the mm -hmm. community and yeah it it's a great it's a great community but look, it is like the star wars community you know oh, oh yeah. that's so toxic it's i mean there's a lot of great wonderful people i'm a star wars nerd um yeah. but also there is so much toxicity in the star wars fandom mm -hmm. But it's also like I can't bring you back to 1977 when you yeah. were 10. Yeah. No yeah. one yeah. can. No one yeah. can. You're watching this as a middle-aged or older person. It's never gonna be like when you were a kid. Yeah. It won't. Yeah. It's yeah. just like I I, I uh, saw Rob Rob Zombie in the monsters. And, you know, same yeah. thing. But Danny Roebuck is like, wow, the internet hates this movie. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm going to conventions and families with kids yeah. are coming yeah. up yeah. going, I loved it. Yeah. It was super mm -hmm. fun. They want to watch it on repeat over and over. So who am I going to listen to? The 60-year-old tatted guy that's going to <laughs> Or the little kid who goes, I want to watch this every Halloween. <laughs> the greatest thing I ran into recently, he goes, who was sitting down in 19, you know, 65 or 70 or whatever it came on, 68 or whatever, and sat watching the monsters going, this is superb. Right? You know, they're all going, it's goofy and fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was, it, it's slapstick comedy. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's yeah. at the most base. Those guys yeah. came from Podville, yeah. those guys, you know? So, uh, so, but it is really true. So you go, that's why I've gone into this thing going, you know, some guys, oh, you're shooting in black and white. I'm out. And I yeah. go, great. Tell me, tell me how much young Frankenstein sucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> waiting, yeah. waiting. <laughs> you sat there and went, mm, you know, yeah. you didn't. If, I, if you're watching my black and white, I failed already. 100%. Mm. And so you just know that people aren't going to, you just have to know that there's going to be haters. And you're right. It's a badge of honor to get haters. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It means you got noticed. Yeah, they actually, yeah. they actually will. They work you harder than anybody else. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they really. Somebody said a while ago that haters make you famous, mm -hmm. and and I think that's probably an exaggeration, but there's something to it without a doubt. Yeah, and then you just have to be able to know what are trolls. You know, you click yeah. on them and they have no profile picture, oh, no yeah. followers. This yeah. Is one of those. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 guy who rated your movie a one has made zero other reviews. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's You'll pretty, see that. It's pretty tough to get a one rating too. I mean, I mean you're yeah, right. Yeah. But I think that's good advice in general. You shouldn't believe anyone who says it's a ten yeah. or a one. Yeah. Neither. Yeah. yeah. Neither one of them are are being honest. One is right. your best friend who's trying to be nice. And the other one is a hater. Yeah. The, the truth yeah. lies somewhere in the middle. Well, you also have to just know that, you know, both Harley, Harley coming from competition, me coming from a life of acting with tons of rejection, 
the, the, the hardest part of this thing is the passion when you make the movie it has to be from a vulnerable, artful place. And then as soon as you walk off that set, you've got to be harder than anyone else in any other business. Mm -hmm. So you can't take the rejection personally, mm -hmm. but you have to be open and vulnerable like a child when you're actually mm -hmm. acting. So yeah. that's the switch. If you don't have yeah. things, or if you start to melt, you know, you get sensitive on the business side, you're done. And if you get hard and closed on the act, yeah. you're done too. So yeah. you have to be able to wear those hats. Yeah. So is indie filmmaking, is it harder than when you work for something that's at a, a big studio? I mean, there's things you're not, you know, listen, I... I will tell you recently why I've kind of had this love for independent filmmaking is when I'm on a set and a big set, we're all in our trailers, mm -hmm. you know, when you're on an indie, like I will say that on beneath us all, uh, uh, people who have seen it have really talked about me and Maria Olson's yeah. chemistry. Mm -hmm. And that literally came because we were in, you know, when you're in an independent movie, you don't have your little private dress. Yeah. yeah we've dress. prepped privately in you each direction. Like a, like a common area or whatever and we sat down and we just started talking in our characters i just said yeah i just that we don't have much love in our relationship she goes what are you talking about i love you too i look up to you and then i went oh and we just started talking in our characters for like an hour before we ever shot together and it was all taken care yeah. of yeah oh, that's awesome and if we wouldn't have had that moment if we didn't do that. Same with this other guy on, on uh, you saw Headless Horseman, you know, the Ethan Corbett, mm -hmm. the guy, uh, Angel. Yeah, he yeah. went to a Denny's and talked for three hours one night. And that made, people said, it looks like you guys have known each other for years. Mm -hmm. That's how everybody said about me and Maria. It looks like you, yep. are, you guys have been together for a long time. Yeah. But that's because it's, you know, you're all sitting around together and able to do that. We're on a feature. You don't really get yeah. to do that. But that's what was cool about Twister is we all, Helen and Bill were gone all the time. Yeah. They're the only ones with big trailers. Yeah. So they said, you guys can hang in our trailers because we're not here all day. Mm -hmm. So we'd yeah. sit in our trailers and watch movies together and play cards and stuff like that. And that's how we bonded. And that's what the chemistry of Twister came from. Oh, that, that honestly, so that is for me what works about Twister. The big, I honestly forget sometimes what was the story. They're chasing tornadoes, but uh, because all of that's okay. But what works about that movie is these groups, this group of people, and they feel like they're old friends, and like you're just getting to watch yeah. old friends bullshit and joke around, and that's that's really why that's such a great movie. Yeah, yeah, and that's that that's surprising because yeah. I never thought of it that way until I got on TikTok and people started talking about us and our line. Like people go like, "Don't follow the maps," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? I don't even know." Because that was thrown at us five minutes before we shot it, someday back in summer of '95, and I've never thought of it since. Yeah, you know, and I didn't even think about what they were talking about. You know. But, but independent in that way is very communal. On my last movie, yeah. I met and, and hung out with Shantae Delon, who's just superb mm -hmm. and finding Nicole. And we had this amazing chemistry. And because of that, she's in my movie, she's in Crust. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I like about it. It's a community, yes. it's yeah. really a community thing. Yeah, it is. That's awesome, that's awesome. Casey, do you have another question? No, I don't think so. Okay, think all right. Uh, okay, so Josh is going to ask a question now. Josh, ask a question. Uh, he ate a very large edible before we started. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It's an hour to kick in, so I call bullshit. <laughs> oh, no, before we started setting up. <laughs> oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah, no, I... I got nothing. <laughs> Why do we have you here? I don't know. I don't know. Like, he's the good looking one. That, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Get <laughs> there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, gentlemen, it has been an absolute, absolute pleasure to have you on tonight. Um, I, honestly, I feel like I, I learned quite a bit about filmmaking, so that is awesome, yeah. too. So, 
I'm going to go ahead and ask. So Harley is just really nice. Last time we had him on, we're like, oh, man, you're awesome. Would you come on again? He's like, yeah, I'll come on again. And when we hit him up for this, he was like, yeah, I'll come on again. So, hey, Sean, will you be that awesome? Will you come on with us again sometime? <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe after crust is out, you can come on. Joey needs, Joey needs to have a question. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Yeah. No, absolutely. Look, if, if things go the way Harley and I have talked about, I'm gonna be out in Michigan every we'll June. Lots, yeah. I'm gonna be in June. I'm gonna be out in Michigan every June, probably yeah. for the next. <laughs> That's what it seems like, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so a, the last three well, Junes, I've been out. I've yeah. Been out. Somewhere Let's keep it going. Well, well, Michigan's a good place to be when you start getting into the summer. Stays a little cool. June is nice. Yeah, June is yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really nice. So, uh, yeah. So we'll be, yeah, we'll be doing stuff. All right. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, thank you so much again, guys. Um, thanks for being on. If if you want to hang out for a couple of minutes, when the show ends, we we usually chat for a few minutes and we record yeah. that too, just as a little after show thing. So, everybody, this has been Bloodfest the podcast. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, uh, follow us on the Facebook, the Twitter. It's all up on the screen there. I think we're out on um, on uh, uh, stone tablets as now as well now too. So I might have had one of those edibles. I'm not sure. Anyway, catchphrase. <laughs>